Hey, Scott, do you know that we've done 400 episodes? 400 episodes? Huh. That's cool. No, 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 really. That's actually a big deal. How long did it take us to do that many episodes? Uh, I guess it's been eight, almost nine years. Holy crap. I guess you're right. Scott, we've got to get better at celebrating these big wins. This is the Happen to Your Career podcast with Scott Anthony Barlow. We help you stop doing work that doesn't fit you, figure out what does, and make it happen. We help you define the work that's unapologetically you, and then go get it. If you're ready to make a change, keep listening. Here's Scott. Here's Scott. Here's Scott. Okay, we are really bad at celebrating. Wait, hold on. Back that up. We are trying to get really great at celebrating. We obviously still have some work to do. And that's why we're going to do something drastically different today on the HTYC podcast. I want you to meet Kathy. You haven't met Kathy on the podcast before, but she's been here with us, working with our team for the last five months, behind the scenes, helping to make sure that everything is going and operating very smoothly. Kathy, meet everyone. Hey, everybody. I haven't been on the podcast yet because my actual kryptonite is talking about myself. So here I am getting outside my comfort zone, which is what we do here a lot at HTYC. Uh, I'm a wife, mom, and I love to help people. I live in Arkansas with my family and I love to travel, especially to the beach. This may sound super cheesy or cliche, but one of my favorite things about what we get to do here at Happen to Your Career is helping people find their way to meaningful work. The other thing is doing work with super amazing people who also have the same goal. So that's why I'm actually taking over the Happen to Your Career podcast today. I have kicked Scott out of the host seat. Today, I am your host. So I've jotted down some questions that I have for Scott about the last 400 episodes over the last eight years, and I thought you might be interested in hearing his answers to these questions too. So Scott, tell us why you're so bad at celebrating. Just kidding. That's not my actual question. That's a that's a <laughs> that's a harsh lead-in. That's a harsh question. <laughs> Just because it's true, does it? Uh, Do you feel called out? <laughs> feel a little bit called out, but uh, you know, sometimes the truth hurts. So that's right. it's something we are getting better at. Hence, this episode. We are taking the time to instead of just rolling on with a normal episode, we are taking the time to actually celebrate. So I love that. And now I'm super curious. What is your first question? Well, this is a question I've had for a while, actually. I was looking back at our episodes, and when you started way back when with episode one, almost nine years ago, what was your vision for Happen to Your Career? And can you tell us a little bit about the why behind it all? Oh my goodness. This is, <laughs> we are literally going way back for a bit here. You know, I, I think to be able to answer that question, I have to share a little bit about what was going on at the time, too. Not everyone knows this, but even before Happen to Your Career was a business, was a podcast, was all of the things that we know now, it was actually a blog, just literally a blog that was on Google Blogs or whatever they called it at the time. I don't remember what they called it. And that was my own personal experiment for trying to decide what came next because there was this point in time. In fact, Kathy, I was telling you the story not that long ago when you and I were up here in Moses Lake, Washington, where Alyssa and I are based out of. But uh, (laughs) Alyssa and I sort of had this moment somewhere along the line where I was on track to be a VP 
for this Fortune 500 company, and you know they were they were courting me and you know, wanting me to keep moving along. I that was totally the plan. It was absolutely the plan. And Alyssa and I even got to the point where we f- literally flew over to Omaha, Nebraska, and we were looking at buying a house over there so that I could take a promotion and get a paycheck increase, massive paycheck increase probably, and then we realized somewhere along the way, (laughs) shortly after we came back from that trip, that really what we wanted was to come back to Moses Lake, Washington and be there, be there around, surrounded by family, be there because we love the lake and we love all the other things, be here because we wanted to be able to travel and raise our kids in this community. And we realized that all the things that we were doing we're only so that we could come back and do the things that we were already doing that we were enjoying. It made no sense whatsoever. So we sort of looked at each other across from the kitchen island that we were <laughs> standing on both sides at the time. And I remember gripping it really hard and saying like, why the heck are we doing this? This doesn't make any sense. And then it was at that point in time where I realized like, I have to do something, have to do something different, have to do something that is more true for what I want. And what that led to was a series of experiments because I realized I was already helping people with their careers at that point in time. I was already going to Starbucks and you know meeting with people. They were buying me coffee and I was answering their questions of, hey, how did you make all these career changes? How did you get this promotion over here? How did you get a $40,000 pay increase? And that started me thinking about, hey, maybe there's something here because they were starting to offer to pay. They were sharing... <laughs> many things that they'd never told anybody else, not even their spouse with me. And it just really seemed like there was something. Plus, I was enjoying it immensely. They were getting value out of it. And that caused me to say, okay, how could I maybe do something like this and help people in this particular way? So to answer your question directly, at first, way back when, when I envisioned happened to your career, it was more about how do I help people with all of these really tactical pieces? Like, how do I get a promotion? How do I get a raise? How do I? And then that quickly gave way as I continued talking to people, as I continued to help with real life issues, I started to recognize that that's not what holds people back. It's not so much the tactical piece. It's a much, much bigger thing. It's being able to imagine and accept that you could actually do something that is wonderful for you, for work that leverages your strengths, that allows you to be able to do so much more, contribute so much more to the world and get paid very, very well for it. And so it started out as just this little blog on how to take more control of your career and how to do these things very, very tactical. And then it quickly became a business where we're helping people imagine much, much bigger versions of their life and work. So that uh, that's what became the why too. And actually about eight months into when it first became a business, myself, Alyssa, and a really good friend who was helping out when Happened to Your Career was just a side project. Uh, we sat down and we said, hey, who do we want to help and how do we want to help them? And Kathy, I, I, didn't, I should have pointed this out when you were up here in Moses, um, in, in our studio. We have it sitting on the door. I don't know if you saw it, but we have this old paper. It's like a big, yeah, like big sticky paper. And it says, we provide inspiration tools and roadmaps to move from where you are to work you love. And then it says, you know, who is you? And 
that you is who specifically we wanted to help and what time and place they're at and how we move them forward. And interestingly enough, when we got to that level of detail and started focusing on like, how do we help these people do what are seemingly impossible things and things that our society tells us we really can't do as, as it relates to work, then <laughs> that's where we really started having a bit of success. And that's where we knew that we were on to something. That's where I knew that we were on to something. And that felt very, very true for me too at the same time. So it was this kind of alignment. And we've really stayed similar to that. We don't talk about it in the same way. We don't say, hey, we provide inspiration, tools, and roadmaps to move you from where you are to work that you love. This has happened to your career, the show that is all about helping you move to work you love. We want you to do work that fits your unique and signature strengths. Each week, we will bring you inspiration, tools, and roadmaps to help you in your journey. But we really are still doing that to some degree, you know, eight years later or so. I think that's really great. I remember you telling me the story when I was up in Moses Lake about yeah. how you almost moved to a completely different state, which is not where you even wanted to be. And the mind blowing moment of, oh my gosh, we just need to stay here, which it's funny because that's what you teach people to think. That's what you teach people to think about. Don't think about this job that could take you somewhere. Think about where you actually want to be and go there. Instead. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I was totally doing what I thought I should do based on what I had previously thought that I wanted. And Alyssa was trying to be very supportive of that whole entire thing. And I was totally leading us down a path that wasn't even really what I, what I wanted and certainly not what she wanted. I'm sure there's wonderful things about Omaha, Nebraska. However, I did, I did not want to go there. <laughs> Let's be honest. Right. Yeah. So now you've decided that you're supposed to be in Moses Lake. You've decided what you want to do. So you've been this career person working for other companies, mainly as an employee. How scary is that? when you realize you want to start having your career and you know what you want to do for people, how scary is that to go out into the world and put your flag in the ground and own your own company? What got I, you past those fears? Uh, I feel like you should have asked Alyssa this question <laughs> instead of me. <laughs> so here, here's the reality. This is a thing for me that is wonderful and terrible at the same time. I say wonderful because I actually really wasn't all that scared of it. I maybe should have been. I think you'd make the argument that I should have been. And that's where sometimes it gets in my way because I'm like, oh yeah, I'm I'm perpetually optimistic. And I'm like, oh yeah, like it'll be no big deal. Like we'll figure out all the things. And you know, I got this piece from my dad where we can yeah, like we'll just figure it out, whatever it is. Like we'll just we're just gonna figure it out. And that's been wonderful. But the opposite side is it's not just me, it is it was at the time my kids, Alyssa, and Alyssa was scared to death. She's like, oh, hold on, hold on. First of all, what is a podcast? And second of all, like, <laughs> how on earth is that going to feed your kids? <laughs> Are you crazy, Scott? I can hear yes. you. It. Yes, exactly. Legitimate question, like really honestly legitimate questions that I was really not even entertaining at the time. I, I, back before happened your career really became a thing and back when it was just a blog and an experiment and I'm starting to see some of the vision for how this could be put together in a way that really contributes to people all over the world. So it was partially optimism and partially blind stupidity <laughs> that created some of that. 
And, and here's the other reality too, both for Alyssa and myself, part of her terror around some of that and part of my over-optimism around some of that is because this wasn't our first business that we were involved in together. I had run other businesses in the past, some that were failed, some that were uh, one in particular that was very, very successful that was an exterior painting business way back when. It's like what allowed me to pay for Alyssa's engagement ring. It's what paid for the last couple of years of my college. It was you know, a real profitable business. But I also, uh, the very first year of that was not very profitable, or I think I made like $1,000 for an entire year's worth of work. And that's part of what Alyssa remembers too, because she was there for that uh, from from the beginning through all of it. So that is, (laughs) we balance each other out really well. Often we will say that Alyssa is the how, I'm the wow. And we had somebody told me the rest of the team is the pow. So Kathy, you are the pow. Yes. I'll take it. Yeah. Anyhow, it she is part of what allowed me to stay grounded and turn this into a real profitable functioning thing. And then I, my perpetual, like, we're just going to do this and we'll figure out the rest is part of what allowed us to make this kind of really weird, unique, seemingly impossible business. So first of all, let me just say that that blind courage and <laughs> that feeling that you can just do anything is something that I want to learn from you. Totally. <laughs> I don't have that. <laughs> you need to meet my dad. Well, <laughs> you, you just missed him when we were up here. Actually, he was a, we connected a week later, but oh. uh, yes, that's where, that's where it comes from. It's it like, comes I don't from know how to do it. Like, we'll just figure it out. <laughs> just do the thing and worry about it later. That's fine. <laughs> oh yeah. It gets me into trouble too. There's the other side of that as well. So we know that you're the wow guy, totally. And we know that Alyssa is the how, and you have a lot of big visions and ideas. And she's the one that steps in and says, Scott, how are we going to do this? How are we going to do this? So, but where does all of that inspiration come from? Where did the ideas and the visions come from? This is a great question. I don't think anyone has ever asked me this before too, which I love questions because I get the, I get the, pleasure and honor of going on to many other other podcasts, other shows, media interviews, things like that. However, nobody's ever asked me that, Kathy. So it took, it took having you step in and take over the host role to be able to have that question. So thank you for the unique question. And I think for me, this will give hope to generalists everywhere, people that have a variety of experiences and not necessarily just one perfectly linear track from now till eternity, but being able to have exposure and experience to lots of different things has allowed me to be able to take ideas from completely different places and apply it into places that it just isn't anymore. So on one hand, I could absolutely say that none of my ideas are really original. However, the inspiration comes from many, many other places. Like, for example, you know, a lot of the way that we run Happen to Your Career today is because of you know, what I found worked in the painting industry. Totally unrelated industry. However, I remember sitting there with 90-year-old, I, I sort of think like you know, somebody who could be my grandma and 
having conversations for like hours on end and really building a relationship with that person prior to painting their house. And having that relationship, really actually caring about that other person and wanting to know them and understand them, not just, not just as somebody who we're going to paint their house, which is very helpful to understand what they need and want and everything like that. Like we can, we can paint their house differently. We can do the job differently, but also just caring about them as a person. That's something that I didn't understand when I, when I started a painting company in college just how powerful that was and recognizing that that took me in a place where I'm like this college kid who's up against all these contractors who have done this for 30 years. Like that's my competition, people who've done it for 30 years. And then they would choose me again and again and again. And big reason for that was because it was the relationship. It was because I actually cared about them. And that's something I didn't want to lose going into my, my next business. And that's something that comes across every single day and happened to your career. We get really great feedback from our clients, from our listeners about, you know, it, it feels like you care. <laughs> well, it feels that way because we actually do. And we only hire people that actually do. So part of the reason, Kathy, you're here is because you know, it was really, really clear and came across when you and I first met each other that you actually care. And that's part of the reason why we kept having conversations and eventually figured out that, hey, it would be a fit for you to work here, work with us and help us support this seemingly impossible mission. So that's one example, but it comes from other places. It comes from being able to have exposure to one area and like different industries. I've worked in retail, I've worked in manufacturing, I've uh, worked in a lot of different roles. I've probably made more career changes than you know, many of our clients combined. And that exposure is where all the inspiration comes from, seeing things work in one area and then being able to repurpose it in another area and create my own version of it. I think that's great that you just pick things up along the way and kind of save those little tidbits for later for later use and putting them into place for half in your career. And it also doesn't surprise me that even just painting houses, you cared more than most people. That's probably one of my favorite things about you is that you don't just care about getting a job done or getting an episode out or whatever it is that we're doing. You care about doing it in a way that is going to make people's lives better. So it's also no surprise to me that you built a team of people who are just as interested in doing that and invested. I appreciate you saying that. That, that means a lot, especially coming from you. It uh, also... As we continue to build the team, then you can make sure that we don't accidentally allow anybody onto the team that doesn't fit that bill because uh, otherwise that, that eventually starts to dilute it. So you can help me spread that uh, in the culture. And that's also super fun today too, because like even in the questions that you came up with for us to be able to celebrate this 400 episode, like that comes across. So that's super cool. So speaking of which, I'm, I'm super excited for the next question too. All right, put your serious hat on because this question is like hardcore serious. Oh dear. Need okay. you to be like for real. All right. All right. I want to know like what is your your favorite like all-time favorite sport and why is it hockey? Oh jeez. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and why is it hockey? It is hockey, but I'll say it's hockey for the moment a little bit too. I have a, I like a lot of sports, yeah. but I'm very much into hockey partially because I never got to play it as a kid. I was signed up like I really okay here's the here's the quick backstory. 
I, w- I bugged my parents for years wanting to play hockey. And finally, my mom surprises me one day and says, Hey, by the way, you know, we want to, you to have play hockey, but you need to learn to skate first. So we got you skating lessons. So she drove me you know, two hours away to Spokane, Washington, where uh, it took me several times a week to go to this introductory skating class where I put on these crappy figure skates that were barely sharpened and get, went and learned to do T-stops and stuff like that. And then afterwards, I'm like, okay, all right, now here's the hockey. Got signed up, never really actually got to play a whole season. So it's been this perpetual thing that I wanted to do since I was a kid. And then now that I'm an adult, it's like, I can go and I can buy my own hockey gear and I can participate and uh, all the things. I can make my own decisions now about you know, which sport. So we just happen to have this beautiful outdoor rink in Moses Lake, Washington, uh, which is another reason why I love to, love to live here. And not, not too many places like that in the Pacific Northwest. And so go and, and play hockey. And it's just so much fun because I'm a weirdo where I'm like, today I'm going to work on my shots into the corner, top right of the goal. And uh, it's just this perpetual ability to get a great workout with something that I love and to practice fine tuning too, which is kind of how, how I do everything. So, but I like other sports too, though, Kathy, I do like, uh, my, my son and I were, um, we, we took him up to a, a hockey tournament really recently in Lewiston, Idaho, and we stopped by a skate park. And that's something also, I guess, I used to do. I actually did get to do this one as a, as a kid and as a teenager, but street inline skating or aggressive inline skating, rollerblading, like the type where you're on a half pipe or you're doing huge jumps or you're doing grinds down rails. That's a, it's a thing. And it's something that is a ton of fun too. So we went and jumped on the half pipe in Lewiston, Idaho. So I'm going to need you to call your mom and tell her thanks for being awesome because she could have done you like you did me when I came to Moses Lake and slapped me in some skates when (laughs) I barely skated, thrown all the hockey gear on me and just literally pushed me out onto the ice. (laughs) So thanks, Scott's mom. (laughs) I'm going to tell her that. She'll think that's funny. No, that was Yeah. So backstory on that. Uh, part of the getting outside of comfort zone, uh, Philip and Kathy were up here in Moses Lake as we were working on uh, our book project for the book that will release later this year. But Kathy and Philip both went along with it. They got, <laughs> they did a great job uh, getting, not only getting into skates and all the gear and everything. And by the way, if you don't know anything about hockey, there's a lot of gear. It is like adult dress up almost uh, for the sheer amount of gear that you need to put on so that you don't significantly injure yourself. But you got on the ice and you did really well too. Like you were like playing with the people and you and Philip had never played before. That was crazy to see. Like you go from zero to actively participating. That was super cool. That was crazy fun. And I'm glad that you pushed us to get outside our comfort zones. I don't think we'll be going to the skate park on inline (laughs) anytime soon, however. Half pipes next time. (laughs) No half pipe. (laughs) Oh, that's great. So next question is uh, a little bit more about you, I guess. We, we all know on this team that you are totally into self-development. De- uh, you're always sharing new and fun things that you're getting into with us. Uh, is there anything that you've recently gotten into that's new and exciting? Hmm. You know a little bit about this, Kathy, because you and I have talked about it many times, but 
in the last particularly six months or so, definitely before that, but really in the last six months, been getting very into biohacking. And if you've never heard the term biohacking before, you can just think about is doing things that influence how your body develops and changes. Um, And some of the things that have been really fascinating and interesting to me is there is so much research out there right now about either slowing down different aspects of aging or in some crazy cases, in certain, certain aspects of your body, being able to even reverse what people would consider to be aging. So that is a fascinating field to me. And part of the way that you can influence that, a lot of people call that biohacking. There's other things that biohacking can do or will do as well. It's, a, it's, a pretty, it's becoming a term that is much more popular, but that's been a, certainly a new fun and interesting thing. One of my goals, one of my, and I don't know if I told you this, Kathy, before, but I'm very determined at when I turn you know, 80 years old to still be able to literally run full speed up the stairs uh, for chasing after my grandkids, or maybe it'll be great grandkids at the time. I don't know. I'm not exactly sure how far the generations will, will go or how fast or anything like that. But I want to be ready. And part of what that means for me is I need to do some things that are more than just beyond the normal to influence that right now in order to make sure that I have a higher chance of being able to do that when I, when I turn 80. And this is something my dad is, I mentioned my dad earlier, but he's a, he's a fantastic grandparent. He is my model. Somehow, even though he lives in Louisville, Kentucky, he still manages to stay in contact with our kids constantly. He's texting them all the time. He sends them fun little gifts. It feels like he's here, even though he lives you know, many, many, many miles away. And every time he comes over, he's like a big kid. So that's my model that I am aspiring to be. And uh, I've also had this thing where I, ever since I was seven years old, have been like, why don't adults run up the stairs? Like, it's so fun. Why are they not doing that? It's stupid that they don't do that. And that has stuck with me ever since and has become ingrained in many, many weird ways. So this has all become intertwined into this fascination of how can I do that and be there for my family in that way many, many years from now. So that's, that's an example of one, but there's many more too. I always have this perpetual fascination, as you know, with being able to manufacture time in many different ways. You and I have talked a lot about how do we reduce the number of clicks that we are having to do so that we can focus our time, effort, and energy, and even monetary resources on those things that are actually needing to be done by you and I. That's great. And I cannot remember the last time I ran up any stairs and I'm not that much older than you. So good job on the biohacking. I definitely heard uh, about that from you and have definitely been inspired a little bit to look into it because I'm not running upstairs and I'm not 80. So I need to get that figured out. Well, Kathy, here's the honest part of that too. Like it wasn't that long ago. It was probably about 10 years ago where I was trying to run up the stairs and like I couldn't, I was getting winded and also my knees hurt so badly at that time. So yeah, it can happen. It can happen. You can make it happen. You can make it happen. And less clicks. We hate clicks. Why do we hate clicks? I don't know, but let's get rid of them. That's like our, our mission every day is 
how can we get rid of the clicks? I love it. It's kind of a fun thing that we've gotten into. So a couple of things that I've taken away from all of this is that, first of all, I feel like I, I know you a little bit better every time we have one of these conversations. So that's really cool. That's always fun. I did not know that H2IC started as a blog. That's really cool too. But you're always, uh, you always inspire me to learn and you always push me to learn. And just, it's been great to chat with you today. Is there anything else you want to add or let people know about before we wrap up? Yeah. First of all, let me say thank you to you for practicing what we teach and getting way outside your comfort zone. I know that, you know, before we press the record button, you're like, hey, this is going to be my first podcast. <laughs> and you jumped in and did it anyways, even though I know this was not entirely comfortable for you. So that is really, really cool. And I just, I really appreciate that immensely because I know it's also not easy to do that. It's easy to say on something like this on a podcast, oh yeah, you should totally get outside your comfort zone. It's a totally different thing to actually do it and practice it. So kudos to you for doing the hard things. And then second of all, you know, something that, as we're talking about 400 episodes, 400 episodes, that's craziness. 400 episodes, nothing gets into the 400s. Very, very few podcasts. I wonder, that'd be an interesting stat. Like how many podcasts out there actually have 400 episodes? I don't know the answer, but I bet it's way fewer than what I would think, especially spread across nearly a decade now. But the real reason that we were able to do that and have been able to do that and continue to be able to put episodes out there is because of all of you. You know, you being able to listen to this, you being able to actually get something out of it that's useful for your life, which we work really hard to put that into into the episodes and intertwine it and make it not just interesting but useful for you, for the space where you're at with your life and career and it's one thing for us to do that, but it's another thing for you to actively listen and apply and to be able to make it a priority in your life. You doing that and being able to share it, share the episode, share you know, our website, share all those things with your, your friends, your family, your coworkers, other people, that's what allows us to keep going. That's what allows us to be able to keep putting this type of content out into the world and it allows us to keep making it better every single episode too. So thank you. Like we literally would not be able to do this without you. <laughs> it is uh, so not joking. It's a, it's not even funny. And I just want you to know how much I appreciate that. And our team here at Happen to Your Career appreciates that because only because of you do we get to serve you in this type of way. And only because of you do we get to make this type of impact on the world. My secret goal, I don't know that if I've mentioned this on the any of the podcasts before, but my secret goal here is to help enough people one-on-one -on -one understand how work actually works and how it can be much more fulfilling, how it can be much more meaningful, how it can be not even necessarily feeling as much like work and not be a bad thing and not just be something that you go to and get a paycheck and something that you have to do, but instead be something that adds a huge amount to your life in many different ways. And my goal is to be able to get enough people to that, to where they're embedded and taking over leadership roles in 
organizations and they can influence what those organizations are doing and how they treat people at work. And then ultimately we can change the, how the entire world does work. So that's my secret mission for how and why we help that particular way. So I just want to say thank you. Thank you for allowing us to do that. And thank you for allowing us to continue to serve you. I'm excited for the next hundred episodes. So thank you, Kathy, for coming on and hosting and booting me out of the host chair. Thanks for letting me sit in your chair. I'll give it back to you now, though, because this is not something I need to do forever. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. We are out. Adios. When you talk normally, you talk faster, like at twice the speed. Yeah. At uh, you do versus uh, versus reading it. I talk faster, really. Yeah. Yep. Even like right there. Okay. All right. <laughs> it's it's a weird thing. Like this, a, it's Self such awareness. a funny thing. It's so uh, it's so weird. It's so awareness is hilarious. Okay. Now that you said it, and I said, and I repeated myself, I was like, oh, I do talk faster. You talk thought, way faster. You like to talk at twice, twice the speed as when you, uh, when you read out loud normally. That was probably my radio experience trying to get me to slow down and be uh, clear instead of just having a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> this is the part that Josh laughs and edits out. Nicely done. Thanks. Super fun. 50 parts scary, 50 parts, 50% exciting, 50% scary. (laughs) Super awesome.